We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The sound of the final buzzer means it's hangover time. So grab a drink and join your host, Alphonse Sidney, for a Miami Heat Beat post-game show. That's how I felt about tonight's exciting matchup between the Jimmy and Bamless Heat against the Giannis and Brooke Lopez less uh, Bucks. Heat lose big, 22 points doesn't even kind doesn't even really uh, begin to kind of sum up what happened tonight. They just got boat race from the beginning to the end. Uh, shitty effort, you know, by guys that normally give you a ton of effort. Like, your energy guys off the bench gave you nothing. Like, the Struces, the Calebs, the Gabes. Now, they started, they started playing better in the second half, but it was like, by the time you're down double digits, it, this team just doesn't have the firepower without Jimmy and Bam to make up those kinds of deficits, right? And then, once again, you got slow starts from Lowry and Duncan, which I really think was the nail in the coffin from the beginning because without, you know, you, like I said, this team doesn't have that firepower. Those guys are missing shots early, and you get down 12 points with, you know, four minutes left in the first, like, it's an uphill climb the rest of the way. You don't have the firepower for it. We saw what happened tonight. Just listen. For the most part, one and one on this road trip. I'm a happy camper. Did not expect them to win tonight. Would have liked to see a little bit more effort, but whatever. The only thing that really fucking pisses me off, you got, let's, let's get off the fucking game for a second. What really fucking pisses me off is the nastiest added to Pupumpo and fucking Bobby Portis and Thanasis go home happy tonight. Like, that's the shit that fucking bothers me. Those two fucking just, first of all, Bobby crazy eye looking ass. And then Thanasis, you fucking scrub out there just mucking up the game because you, you have no business <laughs> in the fucking league, you fucking dork. Anyway, bring me out, Brass. Fucking Thanasis. Like, Thanasis, after the Kupo, gets to go home tonight and have a good night, and I got to do fucking hangover time with a, bunch of, with a bunch of miserable fucking Heat fans who don't even want to watch the show right now. They're doing it out of loyalty, and we thank you so much. So if you're watching live on Twitch, thank you for always tuning in. Thank you for your subs and your bits and all that kind of good shit. If you're watching the replay on YouTube, thank you 
We love you. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. So while the Nassus is out there partying up in fucking Milwaukee somewhere, probably fucking just elbowing fucking bouncers and knocking waitresses over with his clumsy, goofy fucking ass. Bobby Portis is out there scaring strippers in Milwaukee somewhere. Fucking, they probably all look like fucking offensive linemen from Wisconsin. But whatever. Anyway, let's find out what everybody's drinking. I was about to say some shit about Wisconsin women, and I stopped my. Thank you, Brass. I, I saw the look from you in the corner, and I said, "Let me stop." I was gonna cut to the segment a little early if you went there. Oh, fucking square jawed ass. Uh, anyway, Siobhan. Glad he didn't go there. Right. <laughs> Could have been worse. Apothic raid. That's that's where I'm at tonight. That's all I got. I don't like it. Uh, somebody said I was about to go Charles Barkley mode, insulting the women of a city. Uh, yes, I was, and I stopped myself. Did you? Kind of. Mm. Anyway, go ahead, Brass. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm putting in zero effort tonight as well. Uh, I just have a <laughs> coffee-flavored rum. It's on the rocks. Ooh. Moose? You already know there I got go. my Costco-sized yes. monkey shoulder. Are you getting smaller or is that getting bigger? No, you know that same thing that they use in Ant-Man? That's what this is. And I can, like, do weights with it and shit. Uh, but, yeah, listen, apparently there was a game tonight. I didn't get the message because uh, I know that we won last night at the back-to-back and Jimmy and Bam didn't play. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm here to celebrate because it is Saturday night. So Saturday you night means that it is That's a drip right, drop night. So I gotta hit him one time with a drip drop. Let's get fucking drunk. What I mean, what else are we gonna do? That's what I'm here for. Thank you, Moose. Thank you that very much for your yeah. for your contribution. <laughs> um, but besides that. Siobhan, we had a night last night where Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson truly showed up. Um, and then here we go tonight um, where, you know, they, they have a first quarter like they've been having. Tyler Hero struggled mightily. Yeah. Like, to the point where, like, this was – to me, I think this was the worst game of the season. But this is what happens when guys like Duncan and Tyler have the full weight of a really good defense against them. And there's no Jimmy or Bam to bail them out. Yeah. So I think, you know, they've been relying on Tyler a bit too much this whole season. Um, and, you know, they have three games and four nights. Um, I don't know if he's feeling the weight of that or if he's feeling um, the weight of all of the rest of the weight from the season, um, you know, kind of catching up on him a little bit. Yeah, Duncan and Kyle had, you know, good games yesterday. Um, gave them their props, um, but also held out and, you know, wanted to see it again. Again, understand that they were back-to-back, but I don't know. It's just, are we just talking it up completely to the back-to-back or Carlo Tiana said, I'm convinced Kyle doesn't want to be here. Uh, I don't know. But I, I, I really don't have too, too much to say about them. I'm not surprised by how they look tonight. Um would have liked them to look better. Kyle was one for seven for three. Uh, Duncan, three for seven. I think some of them came late. So, I mean, 
this they look tonight more like they have been looking uh, this season than they did yesterday. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Listen, I hear a lot of I hear a lot of people like you know go like crawling into their fucking holes tonight. The way I look at it, we won the first game against the Bucks this season by forty two yeah. points. Mm-hmm. They beat us by twenty two, so we're still up twenty this season on the Boom. fucking Bucks. There we there go. go. All right, mathematics. Bra- uh, come on, Moose. Let's get fucked up. Hit him one time. Let's do it, man. That's all hit him I'm one time for. for winning by 20 points on the season. I like it. I got to hit him one time for 20 with a drip drop. You're not drinking yet? Yeah, Actually, I, I got to do, do one more because I meant to Even do it at I the didn't top. didn't my own shit. <laughs> I meant to do this at the top, not to derail things, but I just want a special happy 40th anniversary to my parents tonight. I got to hit him with a special uh, drip drop. How many times you are you watch- trying to break a drip drop record tonight? I mean, props no. to them, but I mean. I'm just trying to get drunk, but also, like, I didn't get them a gift, so that way I'll cut this up, send it to them. Just Lovely. They'll, they'll love that. Yeah. Moose, Aisha says the entire defensive focus was on Tyler, and he gave you 15, 6, and 9. I'm looking at that as growth. I, I I want to say that's growth. And honestly, I'm not blaming Tyler for tonight by any no, means. I, no, I get you. But he shot under you. 25% from the field. He was looking frustrated. Like that one, uh, you know, the one play where they were complaining that it was a block. It wasn't a block. He got caught up in the air, didn't know what to do, threw it up and then tapped it. He trapped. Like there was just a lot no, of No, it was plays. tipped. It was tipped. I don't, I, when it I saw tipped. the replay, I didn't see a tip. Either way. It was. I think it got tipped because he was hesitant. Like he wasn't sure what he wanted right. to do with the ball, and right. that you know they were just they were they were hounding him. But Tyler's been playing a lot of minutes lately with a really heavy load. So I'm I don't want to just chalk it all up to back to backs, but I do. I, I'm and I'm not really I'm not concerned. But he didn't have a good game. I thought he had a really shitty game. No, I mean, listen, I'm a Tyler Hero stan, as as we all know, but uh, I tell it like it is, and I'm, I'm with you tonight, Alf. Um, Aisha, I appreciate you trying to give our guys some love and backing them up, saying that it's growth. I don't totally disagree with you, but I also, I'm kind of with Alf. I can't make that statement. Carla Tiana brings up a great point. I meant to say that earlier. 2,000 career points for Dread Drop. I think, the only, I think the only growth tonight is in that monkey shoulder bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But Alf, I'm with you. I do think, and this is something that I said on the last hangover time, Tyler is getting way too many minutes and carrying way too much of a heavy load this early in the season. 
And granted, now he doesn't have Jimmy and Bam on the court alongside him to help with uh, some of the defense and all that. So I think tonight was more so fatigue, being the only guy on the floor, maybe in his head a little bit about being tired and not really wanting to show up, you know, uh, but but having to still play the game. I, I'm not too concerned with tonight's performance from Tyler or from the team entirely. I, I do think there's things that we need to be concerned about, but also I'm going to be honest. I came into tonight, you know, expecting a lackluster performance. So I'm not too concerned. I think what you saw a lot of like the let's talk about Kyle a little bit because I was screaming on the timeline like Tyler shoot a fucking floater like there was too many times he'd get a foot in the lane and he's looking to pass instead of challenging Bobby fucking Portis like yeah. we're playing against him like it's Brooke Lopez in there like it's not Brooke it's Bobby and Bobby's a good defender don't get me wrong but you have to challenge him like we were playing on the perimeter all game like I saw a lot of people complaining about the threes they were making. We shot a better percentage than they did. They shot, I mean. They 30. shot 18 for 50. We were 17 for 47. Yeah, so I, to me, it's not the threes. It's the fact that there was a layup line to the rim all game long. Right. Like, it was a layup line. Like, I don't care. The threes tonight were what killed us. It's the fact that they got in the paint and did whatever they want. And then when they got in the paint and we did challenge them, we were rotating so damn hard. Pat Connaughton is wide open for a three. So I thought I, I felt like that's the effort there killed us, and the, the effort on the other end to penetrate, get in the lane, and make something happen just wasn't there. Yeah, we don't have enough people that can penetrate. One, um, I think the amount of threes given up being another fifty point or yeah, another fifty attempt game is a bit concerning because, um, like you said, like you're closing out to three, and then we're over. We, we're like undisciplined in the closeout. We're closing out too hard, overcommitting. So that opens up the layup line, like you said. Um, and so it was a, a big combination of, of things tonight um, that just kind of produced, I think, what it is that you saw. Um, yeah, tired, but also like need to be cleaner and better on some things that we're not clean and great at with a fully healthy, um, what rested team. Um. Brass, they pointed out on the – what do you think this – what kind of impact do you think it's had on the season that they pointed out tonight that the Heat are about to enter their first three-game homestand of the season, which is, in my mind, is absolutely fucking ridiculous, which is followed by a five-game road trip, by the way. Um, yeah. It's crazy. And now that they get their three-game homestand, by the way, they're hopefully Jimmy comes back, but they get uh, Memphis – Milwaukee and uh, Chicago. Chicago. Great. Yeah, that's fun. Um, <laughs> this season, the the schedule's been so weird. I mean, aside from the you know the home and road split just being like way off balance, um, I just feel like they've had a lot of back to backs this year. A lot already. Like I, I, I was told that oh, this is gonna feel like a more regular season. And as someone who is on every post game, this feels exact. I feel exactly like I did last year, which is tired, running like, rag, like yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's Friday, Saturday night. And not, the but I don't think we. I don't think we have any more back to backs the rest of December, which is cool. That's nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then and then you said you, we were talking before the show, so they have that three game. Uh, 
homestand, and then do they have like, do they go back out for like seven more or some shit? Five games. Five, five game games. road trip. Five game road trip. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's it's, it's not it's not great. Schedule. It's not great. And I mean, you gotta keep your eye out on this league right now because they there are players just dropping in health and safety protocols left and right like flies. Yeah, like a week from now, it could just be a totally different outlook, especially with how crazy the East is and how tight the East is. I mean, they won, they won win yesterday, jumped from fifth to third, and one loss today, they dropped from third to fifth. Like, it's yeah. Moose, it's, it's that tight. But and for on the one hand, for them to come out of the, this early schedule at 14 and 10, I'm encouraged, especially with as much time. Like they, like they were showing the amount of time that Hero, Bam, Jimmy, and Kyle all played together and completed a game has been like four games this whole season. That's, like that's wild. crazy. That's um, wild. And they look elite when at least they have three of those guys out there. They look pretty fucking elite. Um, but they've been missing so much time. For them to be 14 and 10, fifth place in the East, a game out, I mean, half a game or whatever they are out of second. Like I'm, a, I'm pretty encouraged by that now. Like you kind of just want them to go 500 throughout December, just to like keep their heads above water, um, especially if Jimmy's not back. Well, yeah, that that's the point I wanted to make. That Jimmy being out, also Bam being out. This next seven week stretch, I'm saying seven. You know, it'll probably be eight weeks. We don't really know the exact length, but we can say comfortably seven weeks. We're gonna be without Bam. This next seven week stretch, we we actually talked about it in the, on the uh, the pregame show the other day, Alex. Give me 500. Yeah, give me 500. Let's just stay afloat because it is so one game takes you in and out. And I don't think that this season is in any ways lost or anything like that. Like, I'm not concerned about Bam. He will be back for the playoffs. But we need to be able to just stay above water until he gets back because that, if you want to look at the positives, that second half of the schedule, at least we got a lot of these road games out of the way. That last quarter of the season, that push into the playoffs, that's going to be ultimately what our team really is, and we just need to stay afloat until we get there. I mean, I mean if they... we get if we can get to the All Star break, hovering like let's say we are five hundred by the All Star break, and then around then around that same time, let's let's we get Bam back, possibly Depot is back, and then basically we got a healthy squad. Are we feeling pretty good at that point? Oh, I feel great about this team fully healthy. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. I think if, if I think if they don't drop below 500, I think that's okay. And to me, it gives them enough time to gel going into the uh, end of the postseason. The, so. Like I said, the one one of the bright sides with Bam's injury is that it happened now and not in February. Yeah, yeah. Where he's trying to work himself back in the game shape going into the playoffs. Well, and as we and said, he gets before, to rest Bam, that knee a little. Well, right, exactly. Yeah, we right. said that many times that he is able to. He's he's recovering from two injuries right now. You know, one was yeah. kind of a sudden thing. One kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but he's he's just going to be healthier overall. Um, yeah, I think it came at a pretty good time because they did have a they had a really tough schedule and they did pretty Brutal. damn well. I mean, with that they- schedule. And the injury, the injuries in the schedule is why it began before the season. Like when people were like, uh, like clutching their pearls when someone said they might be a six seed, I was like, yeah, they, I mean, they very well. The East has improved. There, I mean, guys like, like Kyle has not missed a lot of time with the way he's playing. Once you get Jimmy back, Kyle's probably gonna have to take a couple day, games off. Like he's thirty six years old and he just played three games in four nights, heavy minutes, from running him into the ground. 
But Bond, you didn't really seem too enthused about the idea of them fully healthy, how good they could be. I think they will be good. I just want to see it. Like they, I just want to see them gel. I want to see them work on their connectivity. Um, I want to see what their their defense looks like fully healthy. I want to see what their offense looks like. Um, the prospect of them fully healthy is great, but I personally, I'm someone that wants to see um, at least a piece of it play out so that I can feel more comfortable, like, you know, sticking but, that, 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 but haven't we, that. Seen, haven't we seen them fully healthy and they were boat racing teams. I'm, t- I mean, I'm talking about with Vic as well. Like I, all of it incorporated. Oh like, yeah. The Vic thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, because, I, I, I think Vic makes them elite if he's anywhere what he used to be, but I'm not counting on Vic. Even without Vic, I just think this team healthy. They were killing teams. But see, but I also, okay, so then I want to see, like, the shot distribution also. Does Kyle go back to being passive? Do we go back to trying to keep Duncan alive? Um, Does Bam, you know, take the shots that they're, like, yeah, they have all the pieces, but they, I think that they still need time to, you know, like Brad said, like enough time to gel to make sure that it all, like, it all looks good, but does it actually um, cohere and does it actually play well, out as good as it looks regarding depot i think what's exciting to me about depot is no we're not we, we've said no no we're not training duncan <laughs> not not yet um stay tuned if you're a basketball junkie then you know there's no better time of year than the nba playoffs Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, <clears throat> so, the uh, yeah, the, to me, the exciting thing about, about getting Depot back, we know he's a great player um, if if he is, if he can get over this injury, um, that you, that apparently is, you know, they said they found a way to sort of correct it and it, it hadn't been taken care of in the proper ways, which is why he got hurt last year. Yeah, They didn't even right. do the surgery. Like the ligament still right. was unattached. <laughs> but we say all the time, we look at, we look at Caleb every game and we're like, man, like the, the energy and effort yes. that that dude puts in, that is what you're going to get from Depot. Yes. That dude is going to come – he's going to come back and be – He it's just excitable. Yeah. And Speaking I'm of excited energy, about okay. that. Yeah, I'm just excited about that. Speaking of energy and effort from uh, Caleb, let's get to our gaga gaga of the game. There you go. Something positive. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for giving me the heads up on the uh, – I'm yeah. sorry. I thought that's why you were talking about Caleb. I thought you were like setting me up. No. No. Oh, okay. well. But we're here. Good point. <laughs> um, only down ten at this point, so it was positive. 
and then he talks into the Bucks bench or the Heat bench, actually. <laughs> Damn. We had to go that early into the game to find something good. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, did you... I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the clock. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh... But this is what I'm talking about. I mean, down ten in the first quarter, it's just too much of this shit. But this was cool. Yeah, God, I mean, it was God, nice. God. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. He's great. People are asking for Deadman. No, we're not doing Deadman's garage today. Not tonight. Yeah. He had fine. a good block. He had a couple he had good back plays. back-to-back threes, man. He did have back-to-back threes. He did yeah, have back-to-back back threes. I was laughing my ass up because there, it was still 0-0 two minutes into the game. Like, both teams, they just could not get it going. And then to get f- for the first – I think the first eight points, I think, were all Deadman. <laughs> it was just like – Yeah, wild. I think he did. He went on back an 8 back threes, man. So. Yeah. Um, perfect partner next to Bam. Same continues to be i think he's still leading the team in three-point percentage <laughs> oh yeah really? gotta be yeah, Damon, only seven it's only seven threes but hey 55.6 percent from three for the season there you go you see All that right. thing <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and go to bonds breakdown next oh hold on hold up let me break it down so it can forever and consistently be broke. Everything I have tonight is defense. I didn't have much of anything to say about the offense, um, but there are a lot of things that we can clean up defensively. That's very understandable. Uh, yeah, I, I think <laughs> most of them are about the zone. <clears throat> so go ahead, Bryce. All right, so they're falling back into the zone. All right, pause. So right now, all right, go ahead, my bad. They're balanced, they're fine, pause. Okay, Gabe is over, Gabe is over committed. Gabe coming up yeah. here to take the dude that Caleb is already on, forces Duncan to come over from him to take this dude on the wing, which opens up this pass to Boogie. I don't think he really does anything with it at this point. It gets kicked back out and some other things happen, but things like this we do all the time. Gabe, Caleb, Kyle, uh, Tyler, the whole front line of, of our zone. Go ahead. And yeah, and then Duncan has somebody behind him that like, luckily that didn't go there this time, but it's going to go the next time. Go to the next one. <clears throat> so pause. So can you yeah, start that from the beginning, please? All right, pause. So you can't see it, but there's two there's two bucks on the right side. Um, Tyler has someone, Gabe has some, Caleb has someone um, in the the right side dunker spot. We let people get behind us far too often um, in our zone, and Boogie's a good passer. Um, other bigs are good passers. People like are aware and see these things. And so go ahead, um, just rotates over, good little dump off. And it ends up being like a pick because he's coming, he's driving and then dump his body's in the way. Um, Caleb has to be aware that there's someone behind him. Go ahead. So we're in this zone. Pause. Tyler has, is that Drew or Wes? in the corner. I, I think it's Drew. I'm not sure. It's Drew. Tyler has, Tyler has Drew in the corner. Go ahead. Pause. Tyler goes with Drew from the corner. Tyler also, though, has to stay with Drew because there's no one else in the corner 
for him to be worried about. Him leaving, um, Duncan doesn't know whether or not to come take Drew cutting or stay with whoever he has in the corner. Tyler has to stay with Drew. He doesn't. Go ahead. And then you get this dump off. Sliding around. Was that, was that, whose responsibility is that at that point? Isn't that uh, Yurt's responsibility to drop? No, because, no, Yurt has Boogie. Yeah. Like it would be if mm -hmm. your drops all the way off of Boogie, then Boogie just stop and give me this little this little jab. You could say and Duncan could step all the way over and take it. But then Conan Boogie, has an open three. Right. And Boogie hadn't passed it yet, so he still could have kicked it to, to Conan. And Tyler has to stay with that. Or communicate to Yurt. Tell Yurt to take him, but then that will force Tyler and to have to take Boogie. Yeah. And that's not smart. No, I don't. Tyler I don't think it's Tyler's play. fault. I think Duncan really needs to All get right, his shit to together. <laughs> <laughs> but what? And, and at that point, well, isn't Yurt supposed to be opening up a little bit to like stop that path, that entry can path? Can you go back first? Yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. Shouldn't Yurt be doing what? Opening up, uh, as far as like trying to deny that pass. I feel like, I, like I'm blaming both Tyler and Yurt a little bit there. I just feel like yeah. Yurt's hands were down. And it kind of just made, I mean, it made that pass from Boogie to Drew a little bit too easy. Yeah, hand down, hands, man down, so. Yeah, his hands, you know, well, his hands were down. Um, but to avoid all of that, Tyler could have just stayed. Um, <laughs> yeah, again, I think Duncan, you know, <laughs> a lot of money. Listen, and he needs, if Duncan needs to know what the fuck he's doing on defense, he hits another right? fucking three, I'd have lost my mind. Right. Anyway. Go ahead. Um, Kyle comes off this pick. Um... Can you start that over? So I like yep. the little Hell of a pass. I like this little butt screen that, that Deadman does. I think Kyle, like you were talking about Tyler, should have taken the floater. Kyle should have stopped in that area and shot the ball. Here's what really pisses me off. Pause. So at the time that Caleb shoots this ball, all five white jerseys are in this half of the court. Duncan is back. Tyler and Kyle are high enough to, you know, should be getting back. Y'all not offensive rebounding, so I don't know what we just standing here for. Every buck on the floor, though, is in this half of the screen. Go ahead. And these are the effort things. Get back. What are you doing? And then we get a, a Connaughton, you know, three ball corner yeah. pocket. So you can take me out. I understand being tired. I understand three or four in the roster. We have injuries, three or four. We got like three or four dead spots on the roster. I get that. And I understand how all that coalesces into, you know, this little maelstrom that we have right now. Some things though, we just have to be tighter about. And that's it. Yeah. So Tyler sucks. Excellent. No, I'm just joking. I don't think that's what she was getting at. I think I think what she was trying to get at was that like Duncan really fucked up that play and made Tyler look bad, and yeah. I mean I get it. Duncan's been doing that all season, so you know. That, that awesome. Listen, Do we have to... any subs? Because I'm trying to uh, keep this this thing Party this girl. show going. No. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Gotta hit them one time for free, y'all. Drip drop. <laughs> Give it away for free. Move stamp. Oh my God.
Listen. They keep fucking up our money tonight, man. Yeah. Get your shit together, guys. (sighs) Put our money in the hands of older people. What? The Heat may not have done their job tonight, but this guy did. Love it. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. That me pointing was transition. Transition. I know. I know. I just, I mean, hit me with the, hit him with the music transition (laughs) one time. No, I'm going to leave you hanging. It's too too much fun. I just wanted to say, before we get to, before we get to your segment, (laughs) what I was trying to get to was there is, like the fucking bickering on Heat Twitter is has gotten to absolutely oh, insufferable levels. It really has insufferable levels. Listen, this team, as as currently constructed, because of injuries right now, isn't going to do much right now. Okay, at best, we can keep our head above water. All right. Keeping the head above so. And that's fine. And that and that's fine. But like the callback. The going back the, the, the going back and forth. And then because I feel like there's a lot of us. Us we we are big on this. If a player has a big game, boom, we come out and we act all cocky about that player. But you know what? That's a fucking bit. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if you know that. That's why we should usually, stop doing that bit. Well, the thing is, it's fun when other people do it as bits. But some right. people just take that bit and it's too like it's like the entire time that they have been a part of Heat Twitter, they see that and then believed it all. Which is just dumb. And, I don't believe in bits. Well, I love, I bits, love are, a bits, bit. are, bits are great. I love bits. All I gotta say is I'm really glad you filibustered because we got two subscribers or bits or something. I don't know. I've been drinking a little bit and now I can't read. But I'm going to hit him one time for a tier one sub. Drip drive. Yes, propaganda. Thank you very much for your tier one sub. Yeah. Hanging in a child. A lot of it does Thank go you. too far. You're right. Baby. It does. It's just, ex- it's just exhausting. It's just exhausting. I know Alf's trying to make light of it right now, but like, I know it bothers the fuck out of him too. I don't, like, honestly, you wasn't... I wasn't getting my pressure up over this fucking game. <laughs> like, well, no. I did not give up. Like, the only thing that got me bad was like watching Kyle not take hey, floaters. And after, after a while, I was like, "Fucking who cares?" Like, I, if I was Kyle, Kyle, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, we got last night. I don't give a fuck." Like, listen, it was just this game was stupid. The Nasses fucking around. Fucking you could have the Nasses. Would you not take him? Be honest. No, uh, no. shit. I'm drunk. Canassas? No, absolutely. Oh come no on, Siobhan. No I'm not doing this. No way. I'm not. No I'm way. not. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Canassas. He's. Tr- he would not even be in the NBA if his last name wasn't Acrobat Capompa, whatever the fuck. And that's a combo. Exactly. If his last name wasn't that, he would not be in the NBA. He's. He's a fucking goofball. He can anyway. be a goofball. Huh? He can be a goofball and still be valuable. He's. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that. I don't think he's valuable. A, he's not an. I don't think he's an NBA player. That was said that about life. Gabe and Max. Said that about Sh- Siobhan. We had an entire segment <laughs> last on the fucking off season about the biggest about scrub what? in the family. I get yeah. it. Like, I understand. I'm saying if he was available, I mean, it's a bit. Get it? See, we went yeah, full circle. No, no. Yeah, the yeah, the Tanasis like thing those. is not a bit. He's. I don't think he. He is not an NBA player. Tanasis. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> All right, Moose at the movie. All right, Moose. Here we go. Please. One man, two desires, drip drop and cinema. It's Moose at the movies. Powered by Streambeat. Mm. I love this. It's a butter situation. All right, is my mic on? Let's do this. Now Ladies and gentlemen. arguing about the NASA's over KZ. Oh, oh my boy. god. Get your popcorn ready because Moose at the Movies is back with a timeless masterpiece. See, everybody loves a sequel. Empire Strikes Back. Godfather 2. Deuce Bigelow European Gigolo. All instant classics, okay? See, every studio loves to milk their franchise IP for every last drip drop, and Hangover Time is no different. That's why tonight we're going back to Utah in 2007, where a group of tween heartthrobs are rocking an elaborate set of loud bucket hats, immaculate blonde frosted tips, and randomly breaking into slightly offbeat, awkward choreography in the halls of East High School. That's right! Tonight, Moose at the Movies is breaking down <laughs> one of the most God. popular an instant classic sequel films in all time history, Disney's High School Musical 2. That's right. The second installment of this High School Musical franchise focuses on every kid's favorite season, summertime. See, the film opens reintroducing us to our all-star cast on the last day of school. So naturally, the students celebrate the way every kid does by breaking into a jaw-dropping musical number to head into the summer break. Will the Wildcats be able to stay all in this together with everyone going their separate ways for the summer? Something tells me some wacky shenanigans will keep them all close, considering they still have an hour and a half left in this film. Uh, from here, we follow the mean blonde white girl named Sharpay. And uh, I didn't make oh, that name up. Uh, <laughs> they go to some regular. Finances. Yeah, she goes to her regular summer vacation at some bougie country club. It's clear from the get-go that she runs this place and is some kind of mini celebrity there. She's winning the country club's talent show for eight years in a row. So she starts singing about how rich and white and privileged she is. I mean, only needing the most fabulous things in life. She's like a show-tuned version of MTV's Sweet 16 embodied in human form. The kind of person that watched the movie The Help and thought, you know what? The real hero was the little white girl in that film. <laughs> and the next fabulous thing that she has her eyes on is our main man, Troy Bolton. See, Blondie had the Machiavellian plan of getting the head of the country club, Mr. Fulton, to hire Troy for a summer job so she can spend the next month with him all to herself. The only problem is Troy is irresistibly charming, and he was able to secure a job not just for his smoking hot girlfriend, Vanessa Hudgens, literally the entire class, all without interviews or resumes or referrals. I mean, he didn't really even ask if they wanted to work there, which is kind of rude, but the boss just goes for it. That's like nine full-time employees, benefits, 
housing in this country club it's it's weird because like they work at the club but they also get to use all the amenities and mingle with the members never seen anything like that but let's roll with it so now the entire school is basically working at this you know ultra luxurious waspy country club some days they're breaking into song at the kitchen staff some days they break into song on the golf course and some days they break into song you know just to feel the rhythm in your soul right guys my favorite part of this moment was the way Efron's belt was just hanging on for dear life as the director had to ensure that his boxers were peeking through. I mean, Disney had to push the limits a bit since this is the sequel, you know? You so Show much. a little Abercrombie and skin. Give the kids what they want. Or still want, you know what I mean? All right, so, okay, from there we go. The movie, takes, the movie takes a really sharp U-turn here for a second. So realizing they went 45 minutes without showing a single basketball and they need to get the guys back involved, Troy runs into a local college coach at the country club who starts actively recruiting him on the spot. I mean, if the NCAA was there, if they were watching this, they would have had a field day. He's giving him free gear, inviting him to games, talking him up like he's the max player that's going to push them over the top for a championship. Now Troy is feeling himself, and he even ditches his teammates and day jobs to hoop with the cooler, color-synchronized college kids. I thought and you were going to say colored kids. I really... Ah, you saw what I did there? Wordplay! Okay. <laughs> and their booster-donated Chevy Denali. Okay, so realizing he's changed, Troy gets dumped by his girlfriends. And this moment leads to... <laughs> and this moment leads to him walking the golf course and realizing he's turned into a massive douchebag. But suddenly, he's like, wait a minute. I'm the white star of this show. You can bet that I'm gonna win and fix this in a second. Because technically, this is the fourth quarter of the film. And everybody knows that's when our guy Troy shines. Troy owns up to his mistake. This is the final stretch, guys. Troy owns up to his mistakes and gets the entire cast to rally behind him and take on Sharp Hay in the talent show. Together, they can create a breathtaking musical number that will end her reign as queen and establish them as the best entertainment child labor law staff in the entire state. But the only way they can do it is if they're all in it together. See, bringing it back around. That's what we do here. With his main squeeze by his side, Troy and the rest of his ragtag gang deliver an iconic performance, stealing the title from Sharpay and getting the rest of the group back together in perfect harmony right before the end of the summer. Disney's High School Musical 2 isn't just an easy cash grab. It's a bona fide classic, all right? It elevates the franchise to new heights and the soundtrack that shot up the Radio Disney charts and my personal workout playlist, okay? That shit gets me amped! I give this movie 100 drip-drops! Brass, take me out! Great job, Moose. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, you did that. Yeah. Elevated my Saturday. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm just glad you you spent your Saturday watching the Duncan Robinson. Oh Saturday. yeah. Mm. What was there that? There were a lot of Duncan oh, Robinson looking people. Yeah. I, I figured. <laughs> you think Duncan will break out in a musical at his live podcast? I mean, thing? shit. If it makes him score, at, at this point, I'll take whatever. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.